welcome to the Time Shifters podcast. I'm your host, Christopher. This podcast takes a fun look at the films of long past, recent past, and the almost present, as well as the events and news surrounding them. I would love to hear from you, and there are several ways to get in touch with the show. Look for the Time Shifters podcast group on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Time Shifters Pod, or you can send us a typed or recorded message to timeshifterspodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and please check us and our fellow podcasters out over on podchaser.com. Please rate and review the show at any of these outlets. All these links can be found on timeshifterspodcast.com. Now let's head to the Timeshifter studio and start the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Time Shifters. This is Christopher and I'm here with Tom again. Tom, how you been? Good, sir. Been doing or watching anything interesting? I've kind of been a little all over the map lately. Um, getting back into my crime things. Uh, I, I'm enjoying a series on Netflix these days called Heist. I'm only into the third episode. It's like each one's a two-parter. And they go over some major, um, major heist that might have taken place in the past several decades. It's actually kind of fascinating. Yeah, interesting. Cool. I never um, really got into any of the true crime stuff, even though every the rest of the world is, and I've, you know, I've I've got to be the outsider. Of course. <laughs> yeah. No. I. You know what? I don't even know what drives it. Um, I, I guess it's just sheer morbid curiosity and all that. And, uh, and I guess it harkens back to the days growing up with my family. Mom and dad were always into the, into like 2020 and, and all of those things, the date lines, all that. And I remember watching those. So I guess I have a bit of a, there's almost a nostalgia in watching new, good, current dramatizations over what was I remember just kind of watching when they were in the room. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that may, may explain a lot because my family, we were into that's incredible and real people. <laughs> we watched those too, in, but in, in search of. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I need a good new version of In Search of. <laughs> that would be interesting. I don't know if they could pull that off today. I think there's, you know, obviously all of, I think all the ghost hunter shows and all the things that are on history channel and sci-fi network and everything. And they're a little too, I think that's as close as you're going to get nowadays to anything like in search of, and those are all too, Oh my gosh, what was that? Did you hear that? And it's too, Oh, we're trying to make you believe this. Well, there's that. And then they all kind of go all CW on you, on you, uh, everything, it's not just about what they're trying to track down. We got to get into the drama of the people, <laughs> mm. and they don't care. <laughs> I right. want to know about the mystery. I've gone back and watched some of the old In Search of. I was able to buy the entire series on DVD, really cheap. Nice. And I've been watching some of the old ones, and that was one of the things that really surprised me. Is they make? I mean, they go to great lengths. To like say, I mean, even in the intro, this is a possible um, explanation, not the only one, based on the facts that we have now. I mean, they don't try to convince you that any of this stuff is real. They're just saying, this is what these people say. This is what this person said. And I'm like, 
oh, that's impressive. I wasn't expecting that. Having only the memories of it, watching it as a child. Right. You took it. You took it as cold hard fact when back when we sure, were kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alien astronauts. Whatever. You betcha. Bigfoot, he's yeah, down no, the street and around the tree. <laughs> right. No, they're they're very good at just saying that they are simply conveying what these people have said. And that's it. We're not trying to convince you that this is what happened. We're not trying to say that this is what happened. We're just sharing the story of the real these real events, and we're sharing the uh, the the facts as we know them on this mystery. And like, it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, unfortunately, so much of it now is debunked because science and you know knowledge has has grown on some of the subjects since then, but. It's still a lot of fun to to watch and see and try to uh, kind of explore this and the the dramatizations of uh, of the events and everything. And it is the seventies. Oh my God, is it the seventies? <laughs> <laughs> the 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 time that style forgot. <laughs> <laughs> the era of brown. Yes. <laughs> and mustard and <laughs> avocado. <laughs> I was gonna say that. What what green was that? <laughs> yeah, no, I seem to recall our refrigerators back in the day were avocado green. Yeah, I've been kind of a little all over the map and the and watching stuff too. Uh, watching old stuff, watching new stuff, just watching stuff that's just sort of passed me by. Um, I watched a film last night, night before. It was an old horror movie from I think '08 called The Ruins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that you had posted about that. I have yet to see that one. You've yet to see it's it's available on Prime. That's why it came up, and it was like I'm just clicking through the here's things you might like, and I'm no, yeah, maybe, yeah, uh, whatever. It's got an Ashmore in it. I like the Ashmore brothers. Oh, there you go. You know, so um, I like I, I really like Aaron Ashmore. He was in the, the one that was in uh, Killjoys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll watch something with Sean Ash. We'll watch it with his twin brother. It's close enough. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my I'll get my Ashmore fixed. It was okay. It was good. I thought it. I thought the angle or the direction it went. It was more terror than horror. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was a little bit of both. I mean, to me, the monster wasn't like the driving force of the thing so much. As far as it wasn't really driving the terror, it was the fact that our our heroes, our protagonists, were kind of trapped in this no win situation. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. If you have any interest in watching it. It was okay. It came out during a time where we I was discussing this with someone on the uh, on the Facebook group that from like 05 to 2010, there was a whole bunch of films with just these real enigmatic titles like The Cave, The Ruins, uh, The something, The Descent. Uh, <laughs> Descent is actually a fairly solid horror film. I remember not being terribly impressed with it i thought it was okay us having gone actually uh doing a version of spelunking i i don't know it it hit pretty well for me <laughs> all right other than that i'm trying to think of i've uh, nothing else of real of standout interest i don't that i can recall any if i can't recall it it must not be that right. good i think i only I only remember to bring up the ruins because it was just like last night. <laughs> well, and uh, a couple nights ago, I I had around and you don't have Netflix, so 
but I, I I was dying to try out one they just released called Gunpowder Milkshake. Have you heard of this? I've heard of that. So I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, it's got quite the cast because uh, it's got Karen Gillian, Lena Headey, um, mm-hmm. a, a bunch of others. It's strong woman cast. And it's, it's about like an assassination league and all that. It really felt more like something they want to set up as a franchise. It, it was an interesting watch, uh, but we didn't get enough. Like, I don't know what I was watching half the time because they set up these enigmatic firms and assassin guild things and all that. So while the fight scenes were amazing and it's all it's all done in very uh, in lots of color palettes, like it's always dark with these bright colors in your face, which was kind of very interesting. I, I needed a little bit more, but it was a fun watch. All right, cool. Oh, there's another film. I remember watching uh, something called Solar Impact a few days ago. There's another one I don't know. That one I can tell you don't bother because <laughs> I've honestly almost forgotten everything about it other than I watched it and thought it was really stupid. The the You read the synopsis and it kind of leads you to think this might be something a little different and it turns out it's absolutely oh i remember what this one's about if you've seen 28 days later or not a living dead or any zombie movie you've seen solar impact interesting yeah it 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 is just it is just cribbed from all these movies and it's just boring and stupid And interesting to come away from that with a title like solar impact i'm not expecting a zombie movie out of that yeah, well, I'm guessing that wasn't the title that it was. <laughs> that wasn't the working title. I'm gonna uh, just assume, and someone decided that's that's what gets you there. <laughs> All right, but had nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, just not good. Great, I'll, I'll actively avoid it. Oh, The Invisible Man Appears. I did watch that. I picked up the Arrow Blu-ray. This is a Japanese take on The Invisible Man. Nice. Uh, it was from 1949. And the story's okay. But the special, what really the star of the thing is really the special effects. AJ Subaraya, who went on to do the effects for like Godzilla and the Ultraman oh, okay. and stuff, did the special effects for it and... Yeah, they're really impressive. I mean, to do an Invisible Man film, you kind of have to ramp up the special effects. Oh, yeah. You you can't just have, oh, look, it's a thing on a string. Right, yeah. <laughs> that, that was fine back in the 50s. That's... Well, <laughs> when this is 49. But no, the special effects are actually really, really impressive for the time. And considering that they probably didn't have a huge budget uh, but yeah, it, it's it was fun watching. It was it was a neat uh, neat take on it, and uh, yeah, like I said, the, the special effects are really the, the thing to watch That's out cool. for. Is, it, they did a really neat job. Yeah, if you can uh, tout the special effects from 1949, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but like I said, all over the map for me. But uh, <laughs> those are the, the 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 three most recent things that I can think of that I've that I've been watching. Maybe we should use that as the segue into the other thing we have recently watched. 
hate these pathetic family gatherings. This is the only time we all get to spend together. I don't like this. Something doesn't feel right. film called Hatched from 2021. It is uh, available on demand now from Uncorked Entertainment. It was directed by Scott Jeffrey and Rebecca Matthews and stars Megan Purvis, Georgie Banks, and Derek Nelson. A scientist's two sisters and their parents head to the English countryside to visit him and his wife and discover that some grisly experiments have turned deadly. They learned the hard way that he was working in his backyard laboratory, or, blah, I'm not British. They learned the hard way that he was working in his backyard laboratory and discovered a way to clone his recently deceased son. Although only partially successful, in that his son is aged 10 years and just under a year, the scientist decides, decided to try the experiment again on some dinosaur DNA he had recovered from some, from some fossils. Now they are trapped in a house by a hungry T-Rex, a couple of bloodthirsty raptors, and a psychopathic military commander. What'd you think of this one, Tom? Anger. Hatred. <laughs> Bile coming out of every orf. I just, I, very rarely before we record do I actually give you any sort of sense of take I have on anything and I couldn't resist myself last night as I'm watching I'm not even done watching it and I'm like this thing is terrible oh my god yeah it was I was just on my way to bed and I glance down and see that there's a text and I and I look and it's you and you just say this film is making me angry and the funny thing is is I knew exactly what you meant <laughs> Because I replied, does no one know how to close a door? <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil anything. This is a new movie. I'm not going to get into that. But what what country was this filmed in again? I meant to look. It was English. It was England. It was England? I believe so. Where the hell did they get their military from? Because, <laughs> uh, with, again, without spoiling anything... You don't treat civilians <laughs> like this particular pack of military guys uh, no. did, but under any circumstance. But yeah, when the answer to your safety most of the time was close the damn door <laughs> and no one yeah. could manage to cut do that. And yeah, they they played up the frozen with fear thing way too much in this film. Oh my film. god! Yeah, no. Under every circumstance, the phone rang. Uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and yeah. Speaking of phones ringing, 
I literally watched in one scene them hand one of the girls a cell phone and nobody called anybody ever. <laughs> well, she did call the 999 emergency service. Right, but see how that went. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they got the military. <laughs> yeah, I want to know exactly what she said to them because they answer and, you know, what's your what's your emergency? Oh, you wouldn't believe me is all you all you hear. And the next time you see her, she's like, you're okay. The, they'll be there in 10, 20 minutes. Thanks. And and they hang up the phone. like, And then, it, then the military shows up. I'm like, what the hell did she say to convince them that there was, you know, dinosaurs running around? And since we were talking about effects, and again, I, this is a low-budget film. I got it. They're dinosaurs. As long as you were just looking at the dinosaur, they were fine-ish. Um, but at no point... Would you ever believe that a person and a dinosaur existed in any of that all at the same time? And the amount of delay, I swear to God, if I had, if there was one more reaction shot where we're just holding on people being stunned at what they're seeing and us not getting to see any of it, I'm like... We've discussed in this before that I I never set out and I, I don't want to ever just completely rag on a movie or on a filmmaker. They made a movie. They got a movie made, which is a Herculean effort. And I I, I don't want to discourage anyone from doing that or anything, but a gift that a good filmmaker has is understanding their limitations and finding a way to work within them. If your limitations preclude you from actually having decent-looking dinosaurs in your movie, you don't put dinosaurs in your movie. (laughs) I could make this movie better. You know how I'd make this movie better? You just eliminate the dinosaurs. You could have everything else in this movie and just eliminate the dinosaurs. And you have sort of like a, uh, a base under siege... Uh, terror suspense thing because you got a guy that's figured out how to clone a human being and, and somehow imbue it with its uh, memories and personality of the previous of, of its original form. Right. People might be interested in that. You could have had the government or uh, another a government, anybody who maybe gets wind of it. You don't even have to explain how anyone found out about it. You could just say, you just have someone say, oh, we have our ways. That's good. I'm sold. Fine. That makes that military commander and his actions a hell of a lot more explainable. Make him the enemy. Don't have the dinosaurs. Make him and his troops the enemy and have our heroes have to deal with him and try to escape and you can even still have everything that goes on with the kid. You could even you could still have that, no problem. All within that film, you can make it a tight thriller, and it might have worked. You throw in the dinosaurs, doesn't work anymore. Yeah, because that I I couldn't help but laugh out loud. Um, I I get the 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 heartbroken scientist has lost his son. And he worked to develop, and 
yes, you're on to something. Have, have it have something to do with the cloning and having it go horribly wrong or something. Or or the, the government is in need. They, they want this. And that's why they're after this family at this point. But mm-hmm. I, I, I struggle with the leap to go, I, I rebirthed my, my son and grew him to 10 years old. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try that on dinosaurs. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, and <sighs> where did the egg come from? You don't clone dinosaurs and get an egg. Right. Right. <laughs> I. Yeah, there's too, too much of this film that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, not, not, not at all. And, and, and everyone in the... Everyone is too stupid to be in this movie. <laughs> like, at no point do any of the actors do anything that would have... Uh, and uh, The characters, not the actors. The actors are performing according to script and direction. I, I don't want to pin it exactly. all on them. They were... Some were better than others. Uh, quite frankly, if they tried to have that girl fake cry one more time, though, I was going to lose my mind. Um, but because she's not good at it, work on that. Work on that. It's not that you weren't a terrible actress, just you need to work a little harder on that crying thing. It doesn't quite, I don't buy it. But at any rate, um, yeah, no one did anything in this film that made any sense to the circumstance to which they were in. (laughs) You, you, you've got giant dinosaurs running around and. We're going to go hang out in the open. Did you notice, talking about the effects, did you notice there's a moment where they either neglected or purposely, I don't know, but there's an entire effect sequence left out of the film? Oh, I missed that. What, elaborate, please. Not that I'm going to go watch it again. <laughs> one of the women, uh, the raptors, she discovers one of the raptors' uh made its way back into the house because again apparently they can't shut a door right of course so the raptor's in the house she does the frozen with fear thing and stares at it long enough for it to actually see her right and so she runs from the room goes through probably a couple rooms again without shutting a single damn door finally gets into the kitchen and does like push that door shut to some level and hides behind a, uh, a counter or an yes. island. Yes. So they do like the Jurassic Park sure. thing. So she's hiding behind the island. And she turn and the door flings open. But you don't see anything yet. But I'm thinking, okay, well, the raptor's on the other side. He just pushed the door. He hasn't stepped in, you know, hasn't crossed the threshold yet. Okay. So the camera's on that side. You see her. You see the floor. You see the door. You hear the raptor. You don't see it yet. The camera pulls back. So it's just more on her, centers her on on the on the screen yeah. again but the scene you can never not see the floor in front of the door then she turns to look through the to the other side of the island and the camera pulls to focus on that side and the raptor's already in the kitchen they've completely missed the raptor coming through the door going across the floor and making it to the other side of the island that really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking of the... When it comes to these effects, too, uh, I'm thinking of the one... That, there was only a 
couple of instances where dinosaur and person are actually in the same scene. And I'm thinking of one where one of the military guys gets pinned by one of the raptors. And he's kind of flailing around on the ground. And the thing's biting him and supposedly feeding on him. And of course, it's the same repetitive motion over and over again and nothing is happening. And the military commander is standing there with his gun drawn. And I mean... You can probably count it out off. There, there's at least fifteen beats that you can take before he decides to do anything about the fact that this thing is eating his right. guy. Like, you got a gun in your hand. Why are you not firing this immediately? You've taken out a raptor. You know, at least the handgun in your hand will kill the thing. All you gotta just pull a chair. Do it. <laughs> yeah. The the military group bothered me too because they didn't feel like a military group. They felt like someone playing dress up as the yes, military they totally group. Did. I'm not in the military. I don't know what the uh, reg you know regulations are for appearances and stuff like that are anymore. Uh, yeah, but a man bun is probably not it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, the 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 the, uh, the unkept, uncoiffed pe- beards and hairdos. Yeah. The, the the it looks like we bought uh, we bought our uh, camo at Kmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, All right, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Everything about this thing. Uh, and, and here's the thing. The right out of the gate moment, the opening sequence of the movie where we we meet we meet the family and something's up and right up until our 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 scientist dude gets munched on by a T-Rex. The sequence went okay. I I I I was like, alright, let's see what you got. And it was all downhill from there. Yeah, no. I, I felt the same way. It was like pulling me in. You got a little bit of family drama going on, okay. And you see... Well, I think it, it, it starts at the uh, at the guy's estate with his wife yep. going into the barn. And you don't see what's happening, but she picks up a chain and it's got a broken manacle, you know, uh, yeah, yep. manacle at the end. It's like, all right, all right, so there's something. There's something out there, you know, there's something. And then, you know, she screams. You don't know what happened. The, the, the kid... Your mom went in there even even though you told us not to. Like, all right, all right, what's going on? Yeah, and then the uh, the cartoon T Rex shows up. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's like, oh, all right, never mind. <laughs> Neither here nor there, but uh, I'll it took it took till one of the extended family shows up and 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 mentions that that's their nephew before I realized the kid was a boy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there were several moments. It was probably about a third of the way through the film when people kept talking about Mark, and I'm like, "Who the hell's Mark?" Yeah, exactly. And, because yes, and, I and, thought and not for nothing. This isn't about gender. It's just the the kid had really long hair and a very feminine look, and it was and a very high pitched voice. So he came off. I thought that was his daughter. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah, I kept waiting for um, 
I kept waiting for, you know, when we're going through his flashback, you hear the voiceover, him going, uh, someone's reading his journal. So he's like uh, reciting what he's, what he's doing, what he's written down in his work journal. And I kept waiting for some, you know, and there was a, uh, uh, not a mistake, but uh, genetics are weird. I, you know, we ended up with a, a daughter instead of a son or something. I'm waiting for it, and they're like, no, apparently that's really supposed to be your a, a boy. And the actor's name is Marshall. Uh, it, it's an actual boy. Okay, fine. But yeah, the way the child was dressed, the long ponytailed hair. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is like nine, ten year old child. I thought it was a daughter too. Yeah. And I, I felt a little weird because everyone else in the film went, Oh, so young man, you knew right away. <laughs> and see, like, I don't even know how to feel about that. Cause it's such a nitpicky thing. Uh, yeah. With considering the rest of this movie has huge gaping yeah, holes. I, in things to talk I, about. I thought they were maybe being kind of forward thinking. I thought, oh, they're actually good going with a maybe like a is this a transgender, you know, thing and everything's cool, but like no, they're still calling him him and Mark, even though he looks like a girl. So I guess it's that's not it. It that's just the way the kid looks. Okay, yeah, i yeah knowing the fact <laughs> now, okay, fine, it's not a problem, but it was very distracting through a good portion of the film. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, because uh, I, I, you know, I wasn't given enough information to go on uh, because you know we we had so many things going on and none of them making any sense. Why should this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just a, I, one more puzzle piece that to, to a different puzzle. <laughs> yeah, between the, the the doors and the fact that this this military group just kept threatening this family with violence for, for the fact that they want to get away from the dinosaurs. Like, why do you have a problem with they want to get away from the dinosaurs? Yeah, we, we have to contain this. So I'll threaten you. You, wanna, <laughs> you, you want a pair of uh, y- young women and their, their father to, <laughs> <laughs> to help you contain the dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, I didn't get the motivation in any of that no. at all. See, but that would have worked if you didn't have dinosaurs. <laughs> sure. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> then we're back onto the clone thing. No. Uh, uh. <laughs> yep. Now, this one, this. Unlike the last screener that we said was worth a watch and you should go ahead and seek out this one, I think you can easily skip. Yeah. Unless you got some friends and you want to watch and just marvel at the inconsistencies and the that which is hatched. (laughs) Drinking game out of a drink every time you see somebody stunned like a deer in the headlights. Uh, Chug for as long as everyone stands still and watches something. Fair warning, be near a hospital because you will be, (laughs) you will suffer from alcohol poisoning. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, we never like to pick on them, but bad. Don't do that again. No. All right, well, let's leave this one behind. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll listen to a promo for another show. 
And when we get back, we'll talk about another made-for-TV movie, this one from 1972 called The People. We better do an advert, didn't we, really? So we're the Who Can Convince You podcast. Do you want to be here? Hi, I'm Harry. I'm Luke. And welcome to the Who Can Convince You podcast. Ooh. <laughs> oh, 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 i got to speak for you. Why should people listen to us? Uh, when we initially started, it was about uh, us to convince each other that our episodes are better, but... Uh, That's out of the window now. We do old Who stories and new Who stories reviews each week. Uh, I'm sick of those sunglasses. Right, I'm then. sick of the browser history joke. Who's script editing this? I Honestly, I think it's one of my favourite just Christmas-themed episodes mm. of any series. I'm going to go green, green, green. That's one reason. Give them another reason. Songs. Uh, you do songs. I write songs. Why'd you like wasabi? I'll just leave that with you, Chibnall. General Chit Chat. He's a good lad. Aye, aye, sir. I would like to just mention heater resistor motors. You can find us on all your podcast catchers. Search Doctor Who, Who Can Convince You podcast. podcast. Or find us on Twitter at Who Can Convince. An original motion picture produced especially for the movie of the week. Tonight on the movie of the week, Kim Darby, William Shatner, Diane Barcy. The People was the first TV movie for director John Cordy. He had directed a few small feature films and documentary shorts prior to this. It was executively executively produced by Francis Ford Coppola. And it aired January 22nd, 1972 as an ABC Movie of the Week. It is mostly based on a novella by Zena Henderson uh, by the title Pottage but also contains elements from her stories Ararat, Gilead, and Captivity. Her stories often revolved around the history of the people, beings from another planet who are first to immigrate to Earth when their home world is destroyed. They hide their abilities in order to survive amongst the humans. These abilities include telekinesis, telepathy, prophecy, and extraordinary healing. The People stars Kim Darby, who we just recently saw in Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, uh, Diane Varsi, Dan O'Harely, and reunites Darby and her Star Trek TOS episode Miri star, William Shatner. The story is about a school teacher, Melody Amerson, played by Darby, who takes on a job in a rural community called Benbow. Upon arriving, she discovers that many of the townspeople seem to resent her presence. 
She begins to feel the same when she finds that fitting in with this town is extremely difficult due to their very strict and secretive nature of her students and their parents. Though she finds a somewhat kindred spirit in the local doctor, played by William Shatner, who has taken a keen interest in these people. She decides to leave, but the town elder, which is actually a 20-something woman, Valancy, played by, played by Diana Varsi, convinces her to stay. She tells Melody that she senses things are about to change in Benbow and that the teacher is going to be a part of it. Even if the other elders, including Sol Demas, played by Dan O'Hearley, are dead set against anything changing. Getting to know the students more and gleaning what she can from overhearing hushed discussions amongst the adults, Melody learns that the people are even more otherworldly than anyone would have suspected. So what did you think of this one? Admittedly being a 1972 made-for-TV movie, um, quality wasn't great it, it, it was a bit hard to watch at times because the pacing is very slow um, doesn't look particularly good and I don't know if that has more to do with the quality on the YouTube than than anything um, but I was fascinated by the actual the way the story un- unfolded and I kept trying to think do I even do I even know of a version of aliens coming to earth that's quite like this and i couldn't i i i can't pick one out like i found the more that i watched this i would very much like the 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 heart of this story to be redone now Mm, no absolutely it it only just came to me a little bit uh it was a book series that came out not that long ago it was made into a feature film i am number four it was like uh, 2011, 2010, 2011. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and that that's not a bad fit, except for the fact that in I Am Number 4, uh, everybody is scattered. The, the character who is 4 has a has somebody that is trying, is his protector and is raising him and all of that. And this, this is a community. This is, and it's a community that has been here for a really long time. I think they talk about eight, 1800s or something like that. Right, because when we finally get into them fully remember, and it's a thing, memory is a thing for this. Like, the elders know, and in their younger um, citizens, and, and I'm never entirely convinced they are actually family. Like mm-hmm. it, it, the the relationship between each of the individuals in the town is a little off, um, and, and it's mysterious. I think by design. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, because those that are the quote unquote children seem far more disconnected from what the elder members of the community are like. So they might have family pairings, but it's not really clear that they are family because they are trying to repress the the children for their protection. Mm -hmm. The theme of memory comes up repeatedly uh, through that because it's also part of their powers. Right. Uh, 
that sense of we can understand our full lineage and where where we come from, how it all went down. But by when that is finally revealed, when the children actually start to remember, um, and I thought it was awesome the way that they even did that, where I wasn't entirely sure how, how much I was convinced that Kim Darby's character was a decent teacher at all, because <laughs> yeah. early on, I mean, Granted, she is forced, even in 1972, where that is not a model anymore, she is essentially reduced to having to teach the one-room school uh, where everybody's of different ages, but you got to teach them all, all at the same time. So she, it's clear she's struggling with that. But by the time they get to the point where she thinks she's on to what's happening, she's seen enough, she she puts paper in front of them and asks them to remember things in a visual medium. And when they've done the pa- the pictures and the pictures are astounding mm-hmm. that they come up with, that's when we get the rest of the reveal. And we find out that the, uh, these people have been on earth for centuries and it has not gone well for them. Right. No, but something went wrong. We came into your atmosphere too fast. Those that could got away in the life ships. But we don't know how many. Their descendants are scattered still all over the earth. You see, it was a new land for them, too. And we thought our gifts would be of service. But instead, they were looked on with hatred and fear. And our people were called miracle workers and witches. And when we had our first gathering, Thanksgiving you might call it, the outsiders were invited to share with us. The people had known about envy and anger and fear. But it had been forgotten. Because anytime anyone catches any hint of who they are or what they can do, they're obviously persecuted for being witches and, and demons and such, and they're killed. And ultimately, they're just a very peaceful people. Uh, they mean no one any harm. They just want to survive. And Earth is not a good place for them. <laughs> and it turns out we're the reason. No, I, I too, uh, was just completely just engrossed in this society. And it's watching this, you know, the mystery kind of unfold and getting more answers. And you don't know how old anyone really is. Uh, exactly. Valency actually says a great line. What would she say about years and age aren't always the same, you know, among us? Something along those lines. Right. Um, and you definitely get the impression that maybe these kids have an ability to tap into a race memory, perhaps, you know, but so maybe they are children, but they can tap into some sort of uh, collective memory that maybe some of the elders uh, still possess. Uh, yeah. The, the whole thing. And yeah, the drawing was fantastic. Everyone does the, the chalk drawings and they, um, all the chalk drawings were actually uh, produced by a, a professional artist. Um, I already uh, closed the wiki; had his name, and I and I and I 
I lost it. Um, so they all, so everybody, all the kids draw different pictures, but they all look like they're in the same style. But I'm thinking, but that actually really works for this story. Actually having them yes. all look alike. I mean, that, that actually really works. Yeah, because it goes with that idea that they're drawing on some sort of race memory. Yeah. And I, I loved how it everything gets explained a little bit because some things just don't make any sense. Like all the kids shuffle their feet. It's like, could right. you pick up? Could you quit shuffling? They're like, I'm not allowed. You know, it's they're, they're, the kids are all taught to shuffle their feet. And it's, it comes out later. You don't want kids hopping or, or lifting their feet because they may accidentally float. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant because their powers might manifest when they don't expect it. I'm like, ah, that that makes sense. No, it's such a rich, rich story, uh, or um, you know, not this necessarily story. Uh, just a rich, a rich universe is in this. It just and you're yes. you're just getting you're just scratching the surface of it. This is kind of one of these things like, oh my god, I want more. I might need to pull up the you know dig up these books. Or these stories. Yeah, because, uh, and like I said, uh, the, the feet shuffling thing, I, I noticed that right out of the gate. Uh, I noticed that with the girl that pulled up in the truck mm -hmm. and, and helped her get her bags back to the truck. I noticed she, she was either walking with a limp or she was doing something. And, and because we had a bit of a synopsis ahead of this, I, I, I know something's up with her, but I'm like, why, why the dragging? Um, and they were very committed to it throughout. And it, it's just paralleling the, the these people with, like, an Amish community. Mm -hmm. And that's how they choose to hide. I also thought that was kind of brilliant. Like, you could picture, after you know more, you could picture that they've been around on the planet in the time periods that they've been and they they've recognized that oh if you're this type of group of people people will leave you alone yeah keep your head down mind your own business kind of stay us away from everyone else and maybe you have a little front um yeah okay we'll make we'll make chairs and and sell them and have the front but the actual community yeah. itself you know that's kind of off limits no one's going to come by no one's going to bother you you can live your lives yeah, no, I, I thought that was brilliant. And, and like I said, uh, it's 1972. Uh, I mean, it's like going back to the made-for-TV movie, it, it's a little rough. It's a little slow at first. Not that that was necessarily bad. It's just the pacing mm. uh, of the conversations and all. And, and all. It, it comes off a little rough, but I got so sucked in by, by the time we're actually involving the children and all that. And yeah. Just like, especially when the whole town shuffles, literally shuffles up to the uh, schoolhouse and she is trying to have a conversation with them about who she is and they're not having any of it. And it's not that they're, they're, they're not even like shunning her or anything. They just, they don't care because they want their heads down. The only reason that this girl is even here is because they have to hide within the community and the government says they have to, she, they have to have a school teacher. Right. And it's either this or they send their kids over the hill as they put over it over the hill to the actual school. Right. And 
and that's the last thing that they want to have happen. Right. They so. they figured this way they can mitigate any damage easier than one of the kids accidentally right. flying you <laughs> in the cafeteria. Wait, wait, <laughs> which now I want I want to know more about what came before because they made a point of that even early on that she's not their first school teacher and everyone else just took off. Mm -hmm. And and since we know them not to be violent in any way, what the hell did they do to these people (laughs) that made them go basically Maybe just sheer sheer frustration. And and that very well could be, but I kind of want more. I want to (laughs) know. And and that's the brilliance of this is for this little movie. I mean, the run time's an hour, 14 minutes. And I'm just so absorbed in all of it. uh, And just wanting, I want all the little bits and pieces. That's why I keep saying um, this, this begs to almost to be redone again. Like, Turn it into a full series. I I was really excited that this ended up being a story, the type of story that it was. Because, yes. you know, last episode we read the synopsis and we really right. felt like it was Children of the Corn. You know, we thought right, this was yeah. going to be another horror film. This is going to be something dark. And it wasn't. This one was like bright and uplifting. It was a neat little mystery. And then it turns, it's got a, you know, no spoilers, but it has a happy ending kind of thing. And like, I was thrilled that this ended up being the story that it was. I mean, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, this is, this was a thoroughly just random pick from some IMDB list on made for TV movies that we found. Right. So, uh, yeah, I know I was pre- prepared for this to be terrible. I was prepared for it to be horror-bound. And, and when it wasn't, it, it's, it, it just became more fascinating. And, yeah, I, I don't even – I don't read-read that often because I de- just never have time. I need to dig up these, these stories. Yeah, these stories were written in the 50s by this uh, uh, Zena Henderson, and mm. they were uh, – they started getting published in like some of the uh, trade magazines of the time, a science fiction monthly kind of thing or whatever like that. And they eventually they were all compiled into a, into one novel. All those things were compiled into one book. Yeah, I'm very curious to uh, to go back and maybe and, and read some of the original stories. Pulling up Xena, I'm fascinated that uh, she only comes up with two credits. One of them's the writer. For uh, for the people, and then she's got a writer credit from a 1988 Tales from the Dark Side. Right, uh, her I think a short story or something like that called Hush was de- <laughs> uh, was developed into a Tales from the Dark Side episode. God, I hope it's not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> there, there is to this day there is a, a one episode of Tales from the Dark Side. That, that will send me into nightmares. Oh, interesting. Yes. It's one of the few things that could probably still get me. Yeah. I'd be probably, at this point, if I found it and watched it again, I'd probably be embarrassed that I'm scared of it. But to this day, there's one that terrifies me. I can think of a few different instances 
where we've had the you know aliens living amongst us and and trying to hide their powers um i mentioned i am number four sure. from 2011 go back to the 80s the power powers of matthew star was a series that was on television um that was kind of the similar idea you know uh i forget the lead actor but matthew star was like you know a prince or something like that from another world that was hiding uh, on earth from you know from his enemies uh, lewis gossett jr i think it was that played his mentor that kind of protected him and then i was also reminded and I had to look to see if maybe it was based by the same author, and it turns out it wasn't, is all the kids with the powers and everything, it really reminded me of Escape to Witch Mountain, which is an okay, absolute yeah, yeah, yeah. favorite uh, movie, of uh, Disney movie of mine. I love that movie. Um, but that was actually um, based on uh, Alexander Key, I think was the author of that, and he wrote those in the... Um, he wrote that in the 60s, and then it was adapted into a film in 75. So both the story and the movie, uh, this movie, uh, the people predate Escape to Witch Mountain. But very similar ideas. Aliens crash on Earth, and uh, they, they could exist in the same universe. The kids in Escape to Witch Mountain could be trying to get to Benbo. <laughs> yeah. All of the circumstances you're bringing up, there, there's, there's like one or two or a handful and and, and there there's m- more of a protagonist there's either something hunting them yeah or that's very true hunting them or or whatever and that's what i that's what felt different about this one this is a this is a whole town a whole community and they're all hiding and there's nobody hunting them right per se. um they just know from the experiences of before, if they reveal themselves, humanity will probably not take to that very well. Right. Um, well, that's so. That's where I think Escape to the Witch Mountain fits into this universe the best too, sure. because although there are people that discover uh, the kids' powers and and want to try to to catch them, there isn't. Uh, yeah, there's not space warriors or anything like right. that. You know, they're not hiding from some en- some some enemy uh, from another planet or anything like that. They're just kids that lost their memory and are which oh my god, which still fits really well into the people universe because the know, kids right? don't have all the memories and they start to remember and that's exactly what happens to the kids in Escape to Witch Mountain. Ow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I'm not sure. <laughs> The the line between ripping off <laughs> and just being similar is really fine between these two st- <laughs> these two universes. I yeah definitely. I found an article that was linked on the wiki page that was literally that was titled "Was Escape to Winch Mountain Based on Zena Henderson?" <laughs> uh, the people, and it goes that you know. Although there's a lot of similarities, this certainly Zena Henderson wasn't actually the first to come up with people from other world hiding on Earth, right? And so, yes, there are a lot of similarities, but no, there's no direct correlation. But yeah, I have to think, inspired by, I think would have to be in here, and but at the very at the very least, yes. <laughs> but this article does mention that there's a lot of science fiction writers like Orson Scott Card uh, and everything who have actually mentioned Henderson's books as being influential 
to them. Um, so I, I, I don't know if Alexander Key ever said so, but uh, he had to have read these. Right now, Escape to Witch Mountain feels like fan fiction <laughs> from the people of <laughs> someone read the people and then someone wrote a fan fiction version of their own story in that universe. I I really enjoyed this. I didn't have a problem with the pacing. I did. I thought the story kind of played out just fine. I I didn't have a real issue with it. The only big issue I had was probably Shatner. Um, <laughs> I really, he didn't need to be there. He didn't need to be in the story at all. And when he was there, he was, he felt like he was there for a day. You know, right. this is Shatner. Like um. Where's my check? Okay. I checked. I called the bank. They said your money's good. You got me for a day. Can I give you a lift someplace? We didn't have a chance to introduce ourselves in the middle of the crisis. But I assumed you were the new school teacher. I guess it's pretty obvious what I do around here. Brad Curtis. Uh, Melody Emerson. <laughs> I've heard the children talk about you. Mm. What do you think of Bethy's symptoms? I don't know. <laughs> But it's the kind of thing that fascinates me about these people. Maybe it's a kind of a sympathetic reaction. I've read about identical twins feeling each other's pain. But she and Bram aren't even blood relatives. I, I missed a lot about uh, what they were whispering. But I heard Valancy say that it was a gift. Anything that puts a child through that much pain is not my idea of a gift. Don't you find these people a little unnerving? I guess it depends on what you expect from them. I came to this area because I was interested in folk medicine. I never expected to find a place like Bendo. Well, I wish I could find Bendo as intriguing as you do. When it comes to children, I find some of their customs just plain, um, cruel. Well, don't, don't give up too soon. I've, I've learned to respect these people, even though I didn't have the foggiest idea of what they were doing or why. You get a little extra TV bump out of the name, I guess. That's exactly it. You get a you get a recognition. He gets second billing. I'm surprised he got second billing over Darby. Well, we we've seen the movies here and there where the the billing doesn't quite line up. So, right. Uh, all we have to do is go back to uh, what's one of our un- unriffed ones, the one with the girls gone web. I've forgotten the title of it. Uh, where Jim Backus gets like top billing over the actual women starring in the film. Yeah, uh, so, seven or Angels, Angels Revenge. There you Angels go. Angels Revenge. Thank you. Yes, uh, yes. But, All the men get top billing over the female stars. Right. So I mean, at least Kim Darby got. <laughs> yeah. No, it surprised got the top me. Top spot. It surprised me that Kim Darby got top billing, and I was glad. But yeah, William Shatner gets second billing after Kim Darby. And he's in the film for like five minutes. And he's terrible at it. He's he's even more Shatner than Shatner. <laughs> the, the worst Shatner impersonator. It's like Kirk showed up just to, well, I think there's something in your water. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kirok. <laughs> it's Kirok. 
like you said, I'm sure it was name recognition that got people to tune in. Yeah, it could have been anybody else. Or nobody. I mean... You, yeah, because you, you honestly... The big moment when he kind of comes into and he, all he has to do this surgery, you didn't really need that. You could have gone without it. You honestly... You got these people with apparently superpowers and everything. You didn't need an actual physical human surgeon. You, They could have just done their little hand-wavy thing or something. They could have gone all Prete Nama on it. Ha <laughs> uh, uh, folks, I did that just to get a reaction that we needed video for. It, 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 it is one of Christopher's hugest bugs is the Prete Nama thing. If he's never mentioned it before in the history of Time Shifters. <laughs> just not even going to bother right now. No, now but, I'm, uh, now I'm, but the point is... Not uh, now, the point I'm angry. Is, now you're angry. <laughs> Hey, we're still in made-for-TV territory. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but no, uh, seriously, to, to your point, uh, we, you didn't need even any doctor whatsoever. It didn't have to happen that way. We no. could have solved that problem. But but since we're on the topic of his entry and, and all that, I found it thoroughly fascinating and again this is where i i want a series i want to develop these people i want to learn more about what this culture was supposed to be like because the idea that two of the children had bonded so closely that they're actually tied to each other's own mental state to the point where they can also impact each other's physical state yeah um that was an interesting concept and, and the fact that it could happen that, that we don't know how old they were, but at whatever age that was, it was clear they're still very immature for their species and that this connection was happening then, especially as a direct result of them opening up and learning about who they actually were. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I was fascinated by that whole thing. Yeah, exactly, because other than that i mean they weren't related they weren't actual brothers and sisters they weren't brother and sister or anything they just no. yeah uh they've spent time to each other together and yeah that's that was their connection and it was so deep that it was one was in pain one the other gets could hurt, feel both it gets hurt. yeah that yeah. was really interesting there's nothing about the people that i didn't find fascinating and interesting uh right. the one very old woman that was just determined that everyone everything stay the same so those this they so everyone can stay safe because she was probably the one with the most actual memory of the persecution and everything everything else is relieving it reliving it through other people's memories because everyone's younger than this old woman and she eventually decides to pass on you know her leadership role to uh, uh valency yes more on this story. I want to know more about these people. <laughs> yeah, no, like I want like, to know. Entire... I want to know absolutely everything about this society now. Well, yeah, because that that old woman. Uh, and kudos to the actress. I didn't bother to look up her name. Her her reaction when Valency forces her to confront the moment that they're in mm -hmm. um, to to. Give room to to 
to reopen themselves up to who they actually are. Uh, and that actress's reaction to it, because she's just supposed to be the old curmudgeon that doesn't say anything and is clearly passing judgment on everything happening around her. When she is forced to confront this particular moment and the light that kind of comes into her face as, as she's both embarrassed and realizing what needs... Again, uh, this is a t- supposed to be an entirely foreign people and I got everything in just how she reacted. And it was a, it was amazing. But yes, like I want this to be a series because <laughs> you could do an entire like three episode story arc on this woman alone about what it is that she's just remembering up to the point where we get to this. Right. Because so, you figure, especially now that we've learned what we've learned, um, you figure it's distinctly possible she was there when they first landed. Like, She's one of the originals, probably. Very possible. Um, or at least have the memories of. You get the impression that they could choose... At least was the adult then. You get the impression that maybe they can pass their essence or their memories from one to another. And so, yep. you know, the old woman does something and passes, like, the leadership role to Val- uh, Valancey. Yeah. And she doesn't die or she doesn't disappear. They just say that now you can rest. And you see her later on. She's alive and well and everything, but obviously she's no longer having that. But you, you don't know what did she pass on. You know, right. it, it could be memories. It could be memories of multiple lifetimes. You know, who, who knows how many people, does everyone that's had the role of leadership, do they pass on their memories to the next and to the next and to the next? Um, Valency, and again, the actress is fantastic because she feels like, someone very young but you never get the impression that she does not have all the wisdom that she seems to have she does a fantastic job at that she an old person in a young person's body yeah and 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 yeah she exists she's the one that always comes in with the answers and she always has a gravity about her Mm mm-hmm when, when she does show up, even in the beginning when she's just supposed to be the about the same age person uh, as Kim Darby's character. So she thinks this is the, the person she could make friends with. Uh, the one that's probably a little, a little younger, a little more liberal in thought compared to this highly conservative community. Mm-hmm. And yet, even in those moments when she's having a conversation, it, there's that air that she knows so much more than everybody else around yes, her. Yes, yes. And, and with this people and the way that the, their their memory works and how how it and how that's a big focus, I especially that scene with the old woman and Valancey and all that. It also starts stirring, okay, they're the pictures where the people were hunted and killed and all that, but because they're all so tied to one another, are those people still there, but in their in their souls, in their memories, in all of that? They, it's not like their, their physicality might be gone, but they, these people are still part of this community right. in some fashion. Yeah, exactly. And I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
you mentioned a couple times that you know made for TV movie, obviously you know low budget yeah. and everything. Uh, talk a little bit the visual effects. Yes, there are moments where there are things on strings. Yes, uh, absolutely, including the people, yeah, including people <laughs> and everything. But they did an actually really nice job of. I mean, you never see the wires. No, no. They did a never. really great job on that. It is all in camera, no CSO or you know blue screen, nothing, nothing like that. Everything was done in camera, and yeah, when things get lifted and and they. They, they do that little jangle and dance around because they're on an end of a string. Sure. But you never see the wire. So that was impressive. The people are flying outside. They have them zooming and zipping through trees at one point. Did one kid, hey, watch me. And he does a leap, you know, goes through and almost face plants when he lands wrong on the other side of the creek or whatever. But you don't see the wires. You don't see the rigging. I like, well done done you <laughs> oh i know actually that was one of the cuter scenes too because that's the the scene where the kid is showing off for for shatner's character and and he it's the one that part where he kind of pulled this off he's got that that whole very cool kid but you're creeping me out <laughs> <laughs> uh the only time there was um I thought it was. It looked really impressive for a little while, but there was one moment where it, it oh, just they couldn't do it quite right. There was a moment when um, one of the students gets angry at Melody, and he causes her to float. He lifts her off the ground, yeah. freaks her out, and then uh, one of the elders, uh, I think it was Saul or uh, Demas, whatever his name is, shows up. Flashlight hands, and he th- he puts out his hand, and his hand glows. But it's it's not animated. It's right. an in-camera effect, and you realize how it's done because when you see um, Melody float back down, you can see the you can see the actual. Yeah, she's got a very harsh shadow, and you and can actually like a see like rectangular a, light, a rectangular light on the ground. So it's just done with a mirror, right? <laughs> but for an in-camera effect, especially when you see Demas doing it, when you see his hand out and you see his hand glowing, I'm like, that was really well done. I yeah, like yeah. that. That was super inexpe- in- inexpensive, but really effective. Yeah. You really didn't... They should have just not had the light on Melody. And they, she- they should have... Uh, and you know what? Honestly, with the way that the, the rest of their power seemed to manifest, I'd been okay without the light altogether. Yeah, honestly, that's true. But I, I was impressed by the hand anyway. Yeah, oh, no, 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 and they did do that well. But that that that's kind of one of that's like, and this is probably an early example of it. But it, it's one of my pet peeves in all sci-fi and fantasy stuff is that whenever anyone does anything that has some sort of power to it. There always has to be a light component. A visual cue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I I get that's for because it's a visual medium. I get it. I get my, it. My my mind canon is that Demas would have had to use a lot of power because it wasn't his power. He had to you know counteract someone else. Sure. So that's my head canon. Sure, 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 sure. No, no, he's busy counteracting somebody who is acting 
emotional and it's taking a little bit more to do it. Exactly. That's 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 how I justify uh, it. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm all in. I mean, I'm all into this one anyways. I was really not expecting to get as much out of this as we did. Yeah. I mean... And that actually, the scene that follows is probably the one time where I feel like maybe you're talking about pacing or made for TV, you know, things have to, the plot kind of has to happen is Melody lands back down on the ground and she runs off and anyone else would have run straight to her suitcases and just hit the road. But she goes and has a sit down at a rock and then, and has a chat with Valency and doesn't mention that someone just made her fly. Right. <laughs> and that's where I think Balancey convinces her to know, you know, you, you need to stay, you need to understand. And I love that they Balancey didn't give her the answers. She right. kind of, no, like, she would occasionally sort of just direct her the right way for her to discover the truth on her own. It was all intelligent, I guess, is the best way to sum this story up is the whole thing was incredibly intelligent. And ultimately, that's that's what was, I guess, surprising. I, I wasn't expecting. You said it was the ABC movie of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get that out of the ABC movie of the week in 1972. So I was, yeah, I was just so pleasantly stunned, especially for something we just randomly came across. That I'd never even heard of. Why isn't right. this more well-known? It was released on VHS or something like that in the 90s or 80s, but nothing since. Where, where is my DVD and Blu-ray of The People? You know, Where's my remastered special editions commentary by Kim Darby? Where the hell is it? Why haven't... Why don't we know about that? This should be one of those staples of like this of this genre. They can't afford Bill's cut of what <laughs> it would take to do it again. Maybe. And, and, and how far off of the truth truth am I actually? That's real. <laughs> That's very possible. They probably do have to get Shatner's approval, and they he probably wants a would but want a buttload of money. Right. Yeah. Because oh. One of my properties is doing well. Yeah. Sure. Just saying when when Bill finally passes away. Maybe maybe we'll get our maybe we'll get our Blu-ray, you think? Maybe. Not that I wish that upon Bill, but uh, like well, either that or just put it out there that hey, Bill, we're it, I, I know you're an avid listener of our show. <laughs> so Oh, absolutely. So, so so Bill, I'm talking to you now. Um uh, Get this one back out in the world. Get some new excitement around this one. There's potential for more here. Out of all the aliens hiding among us stories that I have seen, and we've mentioned a few, there are many. Mm -hmm. This is the best. This is the absolute best that I've seen. And that's coming from someone who loves Escape to Witch Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it will never, it will oh, never. Which you just now admitted is probably derivative of this. Oh, absolutely. I am perfectly justified in saying that this is my favorite because it's all the same universe. <laughs> it's all sure. part of the same universe. No, no. I, I, I mean, uh, clearly this one ha- has uh, has rocked us a bit because we so were not expecting this experience. It's it's such a uh, 
wow, such a difference from the first movie we talked about. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I watched them in the wrong order. <laughs> Did you watch Hatch for... No, you... Which... which? I watched Hatch last night. I watched uh, uh, The People the night before. Oh, okay. I watched it in the same order. So, yeah, I was yeah. equally let down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> so... But no, I will. Yes, no. I I will watch the people again, though. Yeah, I could see me watching that one again. Too. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to pick up on all the things that I didn't pick up the first time. Um, now that I know what I'm getting myself into, I, I want to really mm-hmm. do. Did I catch everything? Can I pull more out of uh, where these people come from? There were multiple ships going in multiple directions. I'm just thinking of all the possibilities that are out there for so much more. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you they, you get the impression that they're not the only community on Earth. Right, right. And they, they don't know where they all are. No, because from the children's pictures alone, there were multiple craft that went to Earth. Mm-hmm. And not just Earth, they went elsewhere, too. Right. But at least multiple craft went to Earth, so... And there's your series right there. You can make it, you know, sort of a uh, travel across the, uh, the the country looking for other, you know, members of this, of the of the people. Of course, then you all... Then you, the problem with it going into series is you'd have to have the military guy trying to track him down. Here's what I want to put out into the world... Don't. And you don't have to. I think this could be such an interesting drama just based off of what's already there. Don't have an alien race hunting them down. Do not have uh, Mr. Keys from E.T. Um, try, try, trying to get them in a bubble and dissect them. Don't do any of that. They've already been through that and they know how to hide from all of that. Make this about them trying to figure out how to not be the recluse, but still be themselves. Yeah. And and finding the rest of their community. Like, okay, we've had enough of this shit as the Amish. We want to get back into the world again. And, and, and maybe even fully acknowledge the original The People. That was dead. This is how many decades after... After they've been exposed to a few human beings who can accept who they are, mm-hmm. I I think there's so much potential. It it, it it it's a new take on alien nation. Slow, yeah, yeah. Slowly find their way to try to um, push the rest of the world in the right direction, so they can actually, you know, come out and be free to be themselves. Because that was what was ultimately awesome. And it fits so much right now. Think about it. This is a society that they really got their act together. They were, they were unified. They, they, they had developed these skills, this intellect, this sharing uh, of who they were with each other in community. Uh, and they say community quite a bit. Um, they figured all of that out. The only thing that happened is their planet's ecosystem let them down. Um, 
we are on a planet that we are destroying our own ecosystem. How perfect would it be for them to figure that this is the time to start to come out, but to do it without becoming persecuted again and try to help us mm-hmm. save our own world. Make this now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I. we've now gushed on this one alone for four times as long as we talked about Hatch, and that's, you know, <laughs> we could have, might just cut out Hatch altogether. <laughs> no, 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 because people need to be warned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm really thrilled that you enjoyed it as much as I did. I I, yes. I watched it. And I was amazed. I, I I went to bed and my wife asked, so how, "How did you like the movie?" I'm like, "It was really good." <laughs> like I was <laughs> amazed how much I enjoyed that. Yes. And I yes. I'll admit I came to here a little scared. <laughs> like oh yes. I I hope he liked it as much. No, I mean other than the rough seventy two made-for-TV quality, mm-hmm. that just that, the roughness of it. The story and, and some of the acting just surpass it. It even surpasses, well, here we are. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah, Mr. It, Shatner. It himself. rises above having Shatner in it, yes. It does. Helps that he was only in it for five yeah. minutes. <laughs> uh, there are multiple copies of this on YouTube. Not all are created equally. There is one that is really rough that looks like someone video cammed their VHS or on-air recording or something. It's really awful. The other one is, I'm guessing, maybe a rip of the VHS that was released on it because it's a lot clearer and cleaner copy. Uh, the only thing is... Uh, some of the credits get cut off. But other than that, the entire thing is there. Right. Uh, that was uh, the one done by the group TV Fanatic. Thank you. Uh, so go and seek that one out if you want to watch this yes. one, because that's that's definitely the one to watch. Yes, go watch this one. Please, please go watch it and, and come if back. If you need good sci-fi in your life, this is it. Go watch this yep. one. And then come and, and let us know what you thought about it. Send us an email, timeshifterspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, come to the uh, Facebook group and leave a message. Discord, if you want. There's like three of us <laughs> on there, but, you know. The links, the links in all our posts. Uh, join us there. Leave your comments and let us know what you think of the people if you go and watch it. Next episode is another MST3K Unrift. And again, we're going to the other end of the spectrum, I fear. <laughs> we decided to look at the film. This is my first Mystery Science Theater 3000 experience. So we're going to watch the movie... As it was called on MST3K, Cave Dwellers, with Miles O'Keefe. I believe, what did I say it was? The Ator the Invincible? Ator the Invincible is one of its other names. And the Blade Master, I think, was another name. Sure. Anyway, that's what we're going to watch and uh, talk about in two weeks. Uh, I think we might have another screener that we can watch. See how that goes. We'll see if we fit yeah. another one in. If we want to read that one. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's the one that's the, the subtitle. It's the foreign film. Yeah. Well, if anything else comes up, if we want to. If not, we'll just stick to Ator. Ator. I mean, we're going to have a lot of a lot of Keith to talk about. Miles and miles of Keith. 
that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and thanks for putting up with us just gushing <laughs> over the people. Uh, we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye, everybody. See ya.